Welcome to the Nehemiah Community Transformation Podcast. I'm Harry Hawkins, Nehemiah Executive Vice President, and today we're going to be talking with Caitlin Coe and Alex Lee from Serangay Desserts about their partnership with Nehemiah. For the past few years, Serangay Desserts has generously donated their profits to Nehemiah in solidarity and recognizing racial inequalities in our community. So, uh, Caitlin and Alex, welcome. How are you all doing? Yeah, thank you, thank you so much for having us. Oh, no problem. Thank you all for joining. Thank you all for joining. This is fantastic. And for those of you who are, who are listening, you may not know, uh, Alex and Caitlin are high schoolers, right? So um, this is fantastic. You all are actually working to even address racial inequity. So just for those who don't know anything about you all, tell us about how Serenge started and how you became a part of a nonprofit run by high school students. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, Serenghei Desserts was actually founded by our friends who are now in college. I think during quarantine, they really just wanted to find a way to spread happiness since everyone was stuck at home. So that's when they started creating baked goods to sell. When they first started, they donated to COVID relief efforts. But as COVID kind of died down and they started seeing more of a need in racial justice, they shifted their focus to donating to Nehemiah instead. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. That is awesome. And I'd just like to say that for the listeners out there who may not have regular contact with high school students, they don't all just play on their phones, right? Like, obviously, <laughs> you guys are doing some amazing stuff. That's fantastic. Now, this question was a little bit further down on our list, but because we're talking about desserts, I have to ask this first. Uh, what are some of your favorite desserts you make? I want to know about these desserts. Me, personally, I love the matcha cupcakes. Oh, okay. oh yeah, I like that, too. That's actually really good. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I like the banana bread. <laughs> it was really good. I feel like mm-hmm. I really like it since we're an Asian bakery, so mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to have, like, more of, like, an Asian flavor, like matcha. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. And for those who know, matcha is a, a tea, right? From yeah. Tea yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that, that sounds delicious. Does it have the green coloring? Yeah. It does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now I want some desserts. All right, pause the podcast. We're going, we're going to go get some desserts. I don't know uh, if you're all are baking right now, but I'm sure we can figure something out. No. <laughs> yeah, right now. We'll start baking right, right now. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but, yeah, so why did, you, why did you all choose to continue to su- support Nehemiah as a community partner? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, my friends, like Abby, Felicia, and Felicia, um, they invited me to join Saranghae, like, for the second half of last year when they found out they were going to have to leave for college. And at first, it just started as, like, a fun activity to bake with my friends. But I started realizing, like, this was a really cool way to get involved in the community. And I felt like I was doing something, like, really meaningful with my time, like, outside of school. Mm. Nice. Yeah, so I actually never baked before I joined Saranghae. Really? Yeah, so... Caitlin, I met her like around the end of last, not not the end, end of the school year, so around like May. Okay. And then she was like, oh, you should join Seranghae while like Abby and um, Felicia were still here over the summer. <laughs> so I was like, I've never baked before, but I actually like, um, I'm actually like a chef at like a, at a restaurant, at a Taiwanese restaurant. So okay. they were like, okay, because you have cooking experience, that means that it could translate to <laughs> right. baking. So transferable skills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was, so I was like, okay, sure. And then. I tried baking. It was honestly kind of hard. In honestly, the it was, yeah, it was a, a learning curve for us, especially like our first time is baking by ourselves, like without their help. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we definitely had to get used to it, but mm-hmm. I would say we've gotten a lot better. I, I'd yeah. say so. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. It's gotten That's a lot awesome. faster. I think 
one of our first few orders we baked until 2 a.m. I think. Yeah. Oh no. It was a school night too, so oh, it was goodness. a bit rough. <laughs> but the next day was a bit rough, huh? Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> I think we were definitely just not used to baking like four items in one night. Mm -hmm, so. mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that can definitely be challenging. Mm -hmm. And baking can be very precise too. You can't exactly. really kind of mm -hmm. play around with the ingredients. I found that out the hard way. <laughs> um, but anyhow, um, so tell me about the, the name Saronghe. What, 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 there must be a story behind that. What, mm -hmm. what is that? Do you know? Well, from what I remember from what Abby told me is that Saronghe means like I love you in Korean. Oh man, that's yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, it's kind of just like our way of spreading love to the community. Mm -hmm. And like, since it's, it's Kore since it's a Korean name, we're kind of using it as a way to like promote like Asian culture mm -hmm. and like the Madison community. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And you know what, I, I think giving people baked goods, that definitely spreads love. So yeah. I think that's a great name for uh, some delicious baked goods. That is awesome. Um, now, as part, you, you mentioned, you know, promoting Asian-American mm -hmm. culture and kind of awareness. So as part of the Asian-American community, how do you see connections with the experience of racism that impacts the African-American community? Mm -hmm. um, I guess I've, I've also felt like, I guess, like racism, I guess, mm -hmm. in like in my community. Because ever since I've grown up in, I guess, a predominantly like white um, mm -hmm. area, I've felt like kind of like the odd one out. Mm -hmm. Asian and stuff mm -hmm. and I felt like I've never really, like really fit in mm -hmm. and I guess I can kind of like relate that to like what a lot of minorities feel because in a majority white space they don't like know your culture and like all right. that stuff or like customs and they like mm -hmm. make fun of you and stuff so right. I guess I can definitely I definitely relate to that and I just want to help spread like yeah. being inclusive of every culture and stuff. Yeah, I agree with what Alex said, and also I feel like just with trying to promote a multicultural community here, I would say instead of each race kind of fighting for themselves, mm -hmm. I think the first step is to work together, because if each race is still focused on their own needs, then we'll never really have like an equal community mm -hmm. where everyone's caring for each other. Mm -hmm. No, that's definitely true. That's definitely true. Now. Since you're supporting Nehemiah, is there a part of Nehemiah's work that stands out to you? Or is it something that really drew you to Nehemiah? Um, for me personally, I would say since I'm a student, I was really interested in the education efforts. Mm -hmm. And I think definitely being at a public school, I can see that there's like quite a discrepancy in the education that students can mm -hmm. receive at a school. So mm -hmm. um, I was like really interested. I would actually be really interested to learn more about mm -hmm. what Nehemiah does in terms of education. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know you guys run, like, history courses, right? Right. About U.S. history from, like, a different perspective. And I've always been, like, interested in that because I, I really like history because yeah. um, <laughs> I've taken, like, all, I guess you'd say, like, most high-level European okay. history and American history, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's always from, like, a view, point of view of the victories, I guess. And <laughs> you never really see it from, like, different perspectives. Right, mm -hmm. right So right. could you go more into depth about that? Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Um, yeah, we can talk about both those things. So mm -hmm. one, we have a nine-week Black History for a New Day mm -hmm. course, and that's taught primarily by uh, UW professors mm -hmm. and some other experts in their fields. Mm -hmm. And really what we do is we take people from pre-colonial Africa almost up to present day, so right after mm -hmm. the Civil Rights Movement, 
And essentially, it's the the secret ingredients, I would say, uh, for that that class is really first starting out with an introduction from Dr. G, Mm -hmm. where he humanizes the topic. Because in Madison in particular, people love to learn, but people don't always center themselves in that learning and really get connected with that. So Mm -hmm. his introductions typically help us understand that these things are happening to real people. Mm -hmm. Then we have the lecture. And that's followed up by discussion with uh, people in small groups, about Mm -hmm. 10 to 12 people. Um, And typically we try to match people based on similar experiences Mm -hmm. or kind of knowledge bases um, that self-reported. But we do that so people have a chance to respond right after they learn something. Mm -hmm. And then we we have questions and facilitators who kind of lead them and guide them through that process. And so we're doing that right now twice a year. People can go to our website to find mm-hmm. out about the next dates if they want to. That's uh, Nehemiah.org, N-E-H-E-M-I-A-H.org for those who um, may not be familiar with the name. Yeah, so that, that's a, it's a great opportunity. And really, it's a nine-week course, but it starts what we think, what we talk about is kind of our allied development pathway mm-hmm. that really allows people to begin to see that what we're witnessing and, and experiencing in our present is really influenced by our past. Mm-hmm. And if we want to change that, we need to be intentional, just as intentional about changing um, the present for our future as we are, you know, what, what happened in the past. I so. think it's really interesting that the course starts with like humanizing the topic because mm-hmm. a lot of, in a lot of like textbooks that like I've written, it's all just like statistics, which right. is right. really hard to connect with the topic and mm-hmm. like say, yeah, this, this has happened and it's continuing to influence like the present day, right. um, especially like issues I'm thinking back, but a lot of like, I think like redlining and a lot mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that. And they just talk about statistics, but they don't like go into like the stories about how it has affected African-American communities. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know certain things that, you know, are just part of everyday life mm-hmm. for people. You know, for instance, uh, a lot of my friends grew up when the street lights came on, you had to come inside the house, right? That mm-hmm. was that was the deal. Like the lights come on, you come, you get inside. Uh, but then you learn that, you know, when it, when the, when it was dark, if you were black and outside, it was the law that said any white person can stop you to say, hey, what are you doing? So there's this idea that um, black people out at night are suspicious. Mm-hmm. So if you're a kid, the adults don't want you to have to deal with that. Oh. So when, when it gets dark, that's your cue, right? Yeah. Everyone's scattered, all right, got to go. Lights came on, and you know that's your cue, get in the house. And you just thought it was you know, just a thing your parents did. You didn't realize it had historical uh, connections to something that was, you know, mm-hmm. Um, damaging and, and scary, you yeah, know. That's, so. that's like really like crazy to me because um, yesterday I was actually watching. I think I forgot the movie. It was like a person was driving down in the south. I think it won like an Oscar or something. I don't know. I forgot. Green it was Book. Called. Yeah, Green Book. Mm-hmm. And then like they were like just driving around at night, and then the police officer just like randomly pulled them over. Mm-hmm. We need both need to get out because they had an African American in the back. Right. And I was looking in the comments, and they said that it still like sometimes happens today. And I was like. That's insane right, because right. I never would have thought that right. that would happen right. like, in today's society. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like with me, like there's so much like African-American history that I don't know about. And like with what you said earlier about being intentional, I feel like that's so important because at our school, um, you get to choose between like, modern U.S. history and African-American history for mm-hmm. one of our course selections. Mm-hmm. But um the like automatic option is like modern US. So if you don't like otherwise mm. indicate, like that's the one like you take and that's what I took. And mm-hmm. I never really thought about it until later on that, oh, it's interesting that that's just like <laughs> the first option they put you in unless until you tell them that you want to take African-American mm-hmm. history. Right, right. Yeah, definitely by default. And, and, and 
Caitlin, to your question about the education efforts, um, there are a couple of things. I think one that was really noteworthy was during the pandemic, particularly that first year, that first full year of online distance learning, uh, Nehemiah actually piloted a learning pod. Mm -hmm. So for really from K to 12, uh, we had kids come over who were going to be working online and they were able to be in a space to learn together. Um, and And they were able to get help from our staff to one, get into Zoom or Google Meets, right, Google mm-hmm. Classroom. Um, they were able to, uh, we were able to help them really connect with the teachers and the parents and be a bridge. For our older students, a lot of them uh, realized that, okay, I, th- I don't need to come here every day. I got this now. But they, it was helpful having that transition because just having somebody who was checking on, hey, did you, did you, did you log into your class? Mm-hmm. Look, I know you're tired, but look, at least roll over and join the class, right? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you know, maybe you don't want to do your homework in the same room where you're playing your video games. You know, mm-hmm. just some helpful things to, to get people together. Um, and I thought and that was really great. One of the things that we do, probably one of our longest standing programs, is our ACE Summer Program which is Academic Center for Excellence. And I love this program for a couple of different reasons. One, they weave learning into everything. So playtime, lunchtime, um, uh, community building. They also do leadership development. So when you start out at ACE, uh, you understand that you're gonna be, there'll be different levels of leadership as you go through the different age groups. Mm-hmm. So um, they start with, and, and every group is named something that has something to do with light, right? So like the little kids are the shining stars and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. But what's great is that kids get to see that their older siblings or peers are getting to be leaders. And they go, oh, well, I'm a junior coach. When do I get to be a junior coach? And then they get to be, oh, okay, I can be a coach. Oh, I get to, I get to do a stipend. I get paid for this. And then we have uh, kids who actually come back in, in, uh, after they graduate and become, like, you know, full coaches. But what's really cool is we actually have a few acers who are now part of our staff. So with people who were 25, you know, 20, 25 years ago, were in our summer program are now leaders in our organization, which is which is really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see that sort of um, commitment in, from both sides in many organizations where the people that you served are now coming back to lead mm-hmm. and, and be a part of that. Um, and we're also doing some work in, in schools right now where we're helping kids, particularly and you all probably know better than I do since you're, you're uh, seniors yeah. in high school. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. So you've, you've probably seen a few things, um, you know, in your time, but mm-hmm. really helping kids with the transition now, getting out of the pandemic, mm-hmm. back into school, and just some of the mental health challenges and some of the, the challenges of, of just dealing with life um, mm-hmm. Just as a teenager and school, that's enough. And then you have all the other things exactly. mm-hmm. that get stacked on top of that. So, yeah, it's 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 a really a really amazing program that we have. Mm-hmm. So in school, then a uh, summer summer program as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great because I mean, like school life balance is definitely really hard. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, and, it, and it's definitely different. I don't know if it, for any of the youth that that are out there, I'm sure you all know firsthand, but. For any of our, our older listeners, um, school just has has a different feel and tone to it mm-hmm. than when when I went to school. You know, it's a little bit different different flavor mm-hmm. of, of experience. You know, to, yeah. <laughs> to put it nicely. Um, so yeah, so for, well, so you know, applaud you all for. Um, I think that that just makes it even more amazing to me that high school students are finding ways to be impactful mm-hmm. in in the world and not just accepting what you see, but working for that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's it's the power of your story is that you all recognize that there's a skill that we can learn or develop or that we have, and that can be put to to good use um, to really challenge some of the in, in, uh, inequalities around us. Mm-hmm. 
so has this experience inspired you and has it made you see other areas in your life where maybe you didn't think you could make a difference? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because honestly, I never I never thought I could like in high school make uh, like a big difference, you know, like donating money to like the, <laughs> the media foundation. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like be like too stereotypical of like mm-hmm. Asian people, but um, from my experience, I guess, a lot of the time it's just like, oh, you need to stay in school and, mm-hmm. you know, do the followed path. Don't be too like, like just stay out academically. Mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. that's what I'm trying to say. So I think, what, I think what you're saying is that there tends to be a focus on mm-hmm. education as a means of change or kind of bettering mm-hmm. society. Or like, just like follow along and don't like... Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't like deviate from the don't norm. Rock yeah, exactly. Thing. And, yeah. Then, and yeah. I feel like I kind of want to change some of that because mm-hmm. a lot of Asian people don't want to put themselves out there okay. and just to like donate to like... Mm-hmm. I don't want to mm-hmm. say they don't want to. They just call it like culturally, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a different value system that mm-hmm, exactly. doesn't necessarily make that the priority. Mm-hmm. So do you feel, in, in that vein, do you mm-hmm. feel like you are going against the grain of, of some, is this like uh, countercultural to, to do some of the work you're doing? Or do you feel like you've been able to blend those two, like the the standing up for inequality mm-hmm. and kind of, uh, you know, going along with the, the norms of, of what you found in, in your community? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely feel like um, when I was younger, I thought it was like, you're a student and then you go up and you work and you contribute to society. Mm -hmm. But then I realized I can do both. Mm. Obviously right now, most of my time is still spent on being a student, but I realized, oh, I can do both at the same time. And like maybe when I'm older and I'm kind of doing more work, Mm -hmm. I could still like keep trying to improve myself and like educate myself. Mm -hmm. And the two things aren't separate, but can be done simultaneously. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, and speaking of this, this is a this might be like an expose question, but do you all sample some of the the treats after you bake them? Definitely. Yeah, we definitely. Yeah, do. yeah, yeah, that's okay. Kaylin's, that's okay. Yeah, Kaylin's always like quality control. <laughs> there we go. Hey, you got to yeah, do it. You got to do it, right? Yeah. You got to make sure it tastes right. You know, mm-hmm. you, yeah. You, can, you can't prepare something and not not eat it. Yeah, you got to exactly. make sure you know you got to know what you're serving people. So that makes sense. I'm all for that. I'm all for that. So what what have you learned through your uh, Saranghae desserts experience? about racial inequalities or cross-cultural partnership. Have you learned anything? Have there been challenges? Mm, I guess it's like not races like against, like fighting against each other. We just, we need to like work together to like mm-hmm. fight this common problem. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I feel like um, this wasn't something I thought about much before. Mm-hmm. And then when I joined Sarangke, I was like, oh, I should definitely learn more because like this mm-hmm. is something I'm a part of. And I feel like it's really, unique and I think it's something that like I'm really thankful to be a Mm -hmm. part of because um, I just think well I've like I've lived in like Taiwan and Canada and here and I just think what like each community can like bring is so unique and different and I think even just in the same location there's so many communities of people like living in the same area Mm -hmm. that we can like bring to each other so Mm -hmm. nice nice you know it was interesting point that you said I I wanted to call out you know because you said that you realized you wanted to do something but continue learning and I think that's important Mm -hmm. for a lot of adults to, to realize because I have found that a lot of adults who enter into this space decide, well, before I act, I better be an expert in this area. Mm-hmm. And then they'll read books after book after book, and then they're not necessarily doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and honestly, you can read a, a ton of books and still not be uh, really understand some of these issues mm-hmm. uh, personally. So I love the fact that you're highlighting you can do both, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be a, a, a 
an expert in this. You don't have to write your own textbook in order to be impactful. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's um, – have you found that to be true uh, as well? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Um, so here's, here's a question for you. What's next for you, and how do you see your time at Saranghae uh, preparing you for um, what you're going to do after after graduation? Um, well, it helped us a lot on, like – I've not well we've never run like a website before and okay. I think that was definitely gonna be like helpful than if you actually I forgot you run a blog. Was that was that a surprise? Was that a, a surprise? It was, it was a surprise because <laughs> I, I was like, okay, how do I how do I do everything? Like what do I have yeah. to take care of? Like the URL finances, the okay. yeah, website, yeah. like keeping up the website and like controlling all of that. And I think that's gonna be like really valuable in the future because everything's like through the internet. Right, so, right, yeah. right. Okay. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm really interested in like the food business and mm-hmm. I feel like um, Saranghae really prepared me for that and um, I don't know if this is like too personal but like I'm really interested in like faith in like the workplace because like mm-hmm. I don't really see myself as like someone that would like work solely in like church and everything but I think I definitely want to kind of combine like faith and business <laughs> mm-hmm. and I think like this is something that was like kind of like a gateway for me to see like how like the food business and like my faith could go together. That is awesome. Yeah, and that's you know what if I start talking about that, we'll have a whole nother podcast on. <laughs> um, but no, that is that's a I love that um, because for me, um, I don't think they should be separated, right? Yeah. And even if and that doesn't mean particularly since Nehemiah is a faith based um, uh, nonprofit, we don't try to convince people to believe in our faith. But we do operate from that faith framework. Mm. And for us, a lot of that is communicating how we interact with people because we believe that everyone has value and worth. And we believe that even if you've made bad choices or you're not quite perfect, right? So, um, you know, we tell some of our, we have Black History for a New Day course. Mm. We say, look, we don't get extra points for finding racists. That's not how this works. (laughs) We're going to take you where you are and help you move forward. Um, in the same way that when we're working with our um, our participants in our reentry program, um, we know that they can use their skill sets to do something different. And so I, lo- I love that combination. I think um, that's that's just really exciting to hear that that you know young people are thinking about how to really meld their values mm-hmm. with work. Um, particularly my time in business world, we need more of that. So wherever you go, please mm-hmm. yes, do more of that. Um, qu- one more question about your desserts. What, what desserts have you found to be most popular with, with your, your customers? Our chocolate-covered strawberries were really popular, especially, mm. like, during Valentine's okay. Day. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you have to preface that we sold, <laughs> we sold like, 24 for $12 or something, right? Yeah. So we had to make a lot. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Our chai white chocolate chip cookies, those oh, are yeah. really popular. Okay. Yeah, okay. I like them a lot, too. So. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah, that does sound amazing. That does sound amazing. Man, we're gonna have to make a run after this podcast. I tell you, this is this is ridiculous. I'm getting hungry. Um, so, what uh, what relationships have you all made with uh, your customers or the community? And you know, we ha- one of our, our director of donor engagement, Andrea Dealove, is she your biggest customer? Is she the one that's really funding all of this? Is that what, is that what happened? <laughs> yeah, we definitely <laughs> love making desserts for her. It's always like so nice, like to see like your support and like yeah. all the large mm-hmm. orders and everything we're really grateful <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome have you all made other other relationships in the community as well mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i know a lot of the customers came from like your mom's like your, yeah, yeah nice, um so. i think a lot just like from the church mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. things like that yeah i think that's kind of where people are really interested in like an organization like this so. okay i guess yeah. I can add because 
before I like met Caitlin, I wasn't like that religious. Okay. Because I was like my my family like grew up like like raised me to like just like oh find whichever one you like think mm-hmm. is like the best or whatever, and Caitlin kind of like said oh you should come to like church sometimes and. And then I did go, and then it was, like, amazing because I got to meet, like, a lot of new people through this, nice. and especially, like, also through, like, Sarang Hey, I met them, and they were like, oh, my God, you make, like, the desserts, right? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dessert cool. famous. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, so where, if somebody wanted to support your work, sample some of the desserts you've been mm-hmm. talking about that you've been teasing us with now, and just for our, our audience that's listening, we should have ordered some. That's what we should have done. There should have been a segment where you just heard chewing. Um, but we didn't. We didn't think that far ahead. So we'll, we'll know for next time. Um, but where, where, could, where can people find you if they wanted to order um, desserts or, you know, taste some of your work? Yeah, you can find them on our website. It's just sanghaydesserts.org. Okay, dot org. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. No, that's awesome. <laughs> And so, oh man, that website looks amazing. And are those the matcha cupcakes on the front that we're looking yeah. at? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, that is that is delicious looking. Okay. Um, yep, saronghaydesserts.org. All right, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you all for for coming. Mm-hmm. And any 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 words of, of encouragement, a last, you know, for people who are thinking about or wondering about, can I make a difference? Do you have any suggestions, tips, words of wisdom? Uh, to give them? Um, I think I would just say, like, do something fun that you enjoy. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I like that. You never know until you try. That is awesome. That's awesome. Well, look, thank you, Alex. Thank you, Caitlin, for being here. Thank you for all the work that you all do. And thank you for making those delicious desserts. So we appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Nehemiah Community Transformation Podcast. Go to Nehemiah.org to find out more about Nehemiah and our Justified Anger Initiative, which works to eliminate racial disparities by developing relationships, solutions, and systems.